Ask the Podcast Coach for July 15th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. Uh, there it is. It's that fun-filled music. That means it's Saturday. It's 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It must be time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Hey, I had some issues on Thursday with my bandwidth, so let me know at some point today. If, if, if I get fuzzy or whatever, I was running some running an application and it was filling up a table space on my router. You never would have known that unless you were super nerdy. Somebody would have been really frustrated. But during the show, it got really sketchy, and we actually had to drop youtube and then create a new one it's a live show it was a mess so anyways if i if it gets bad with me today let me know early would you yeah definitely uh if you start pixelating or things of that nature we will uh we'll definitely keep you yeah, in yeah just let me know let me know and uh the fun thing is we're gonna start off with a question somebody actually sent in a question so we're just gonna jump right uh to that it's from kyle hello dave and jim um this is uh, Kyle Wilcox, and I have a question about using uh, Spreaker and controlling your RSS feed. And I know that um, we always talk about controlling our RSS feed and making sure that we own that. And the situation I'm working with is a uh, school principal who would like his students to publish a five-minute podcast once a week. And so um, looking at the Spreaker plan, the uh, uh, $60 a year plan would is a hundred hours of audio storage, which I think is something like 53 years of running that podcast. Um, and basically, I mean, it sounds like if I'd go with Spreaker, then they kind of control the feed. But in this situation where it's a, a, a student based podcast and we you know we, um, I mean, basically the only issue would be if Spreaker went on a business or something, I guess, um, it just seemed like maybe that would be a good fit for this situation. And I'm uh, just wondering what your thoughts are on using Spreaker as the home base for your podcast. I just want it to be the simplest and easiest and just tell the students and teachers to just click upload on Spreaker. And that's really all we have to do and think about. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you think about that. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm so – I understand the concept, but the whole control your feed – because Spreaker, Libsyn, Podbean, they could go out of business at any time now. And I'm like, oh, that is such a scare tactic that I'm just like, I get it. It's true. We could go out of business. We're just not. Um, the, the one thing that Spreaker does that Blueberry and Libsyn do not do is they have software. And so that you could use the Spreaker, what's it called? The I know the... A studio, Spreaker yeah, Studio. Spreaker Studio. And... I haven't played with that in a long time. I remember when it first came out, I thought it was cool, but I'm pretty sure you could probably upload right from that software to your Spreaker account, and you can't get a whole lot easier than that. Yeah, uh, it gives you all the same you know functionality of Flipson or Blueberry. You're yeah. right; it's got that software that makes it a little bit easier. To, you know, to I think to connect, and it, and it the software itself's got a little Skype connector in it, so you can. Bring somebody in on Skype. Uh, both Rob and Alex do that every week for the for the you know for the Spreaker Live Show. So I like it. We use Spreaker as our host for Gallup, and I run Enterprise Podcasts, and I'm I don't know I have four over there, five, 
and and it works great and they control our feed and I'm not too worried about it. I, you know, that that's for, for me. And yet I do WordPress hosting for the average guy to, or for uh, home gadget geeks. I control my feed through a WordPress, you know, um, instance. So yeah. And even Dave, I, I think I think Spreaker is a good way to go. Yeah. And I mean, even any if you use Blueberry, if you use Spreaker, if you use Podbean, the um, the difficulty that you have is you have to log into a website and click on add media. I mean, it's not like the other ones are really, really tough. Uh, so I think any of those are fine. But, yeah, Spreaker would be if you're looking for easy, I would think Spreaker's got a good app, too. Yeah, they have a good app that, you know, for a hundred bucks. And it, every once in a while they run a deal where you can get two for one. And that's not a bad little way, um, you know, Kyle, it would be great in your situation if you had a could get a good deal like that and then make an app for the for the channel and then st- and then have the parents use the app as opposed to trying to get it. You know, it's still difficult to go through a podcatcher or yeah. podcast player. And so and, that's a, it's a great way to and not terribly expensive. You know, you're talking two hundred dollars maximum to get an Android and iPhone app. from Spreaker. Well, and I would if I correct me if I'm wrong, he was thinking about starting multiple podcasts like every class would have their own. So that's the nice thing about Spreaker. You, you can have multiple shows under one login and it's not an extra fee. So, yeah, it's easy to manage too. Yeah. They have really, they have a nice show section, different album art. You can do different art by uh, program. I mean, it's, they do, they are really focusing on the podcast over there. So I, I love what Spreaker's doing. Yeah. So that's how you ask a question. Now, if you're here live with us, we're here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. You can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you will jump right into uh, this little Google Hangout that we got going on. So if you have a question, uh, feel free to jump on in or you can send it out to, again, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And we've got a chat room going on as we speak. And uh, I know last week we kind of mentioned how SoundCloud, uh, you know, they laid off 40 percent of their audience. And what was interesting about that, I saw one article where when you lay off 173 people, some of those people are going to get to the press. And one person uh, that was used a, a previous SoundCloud employee apparently was not happy, as most people are not happy about being laid off. And you know how there's S Town? And we all know what the S stands for. Well, they said it was an S show inside of SoundCloud. They were saying the morale was like dismal and uh, it was not a good place to work at this point. And one of the things I did is uh, a tech support person for Libsyn this week, especially Thursday and Friday, Thursday from three o'clock on, I did nothing but move people from SoundCloud. It was just one after the other one. It was just like, what do I have to do? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, it doesn't take very long, but I I was like, wow, this is, and that's where I was, I was kind of like, what happened? Like who said what in a Facebook group? And there was one guy that did a white screen. He did a, a whiteboard video and explained what an RSS feed is and how to redirect it. And I think everybody else figured out that if SoundCloud went completely away, as, as much as we talked about, you know, if Spreaker goes out of business or, well, we've seen SoundCloud's financials that if they do go out of business and even if you had a redirect in, uh, that redirect goes away, probably in, in most cases, you would think. And that would be a bad thing. So if you're going to move from SoundCloud, again, that would be the time. But yesterday, a uh, thanks to Ray Ortega from uh, Podcaster Studio, Podcasters Roundtable, he sent a, a link to me that said Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper uh, is somehow getting involved with uh, SoundCloud. Um, let me see if I can find. I just had that link. 
I need I need to move you, Jim. There we go. From a I think from a financial standpoint, right? He wants to get interested yeah, and infuse some money into the company. Let me throw this into the chat room. We didn't there weren't any real details, but um the article says that uh good news for amateur rappers and podcasters everywhere. Uh Dave has to close his Facebook because if I don't know, you guys didn't hear that, but I heard a ding. Um, here we go. Good news for amateur rappers and podcasters everywhere. SoundCloud may have just gotten a new lease on life, and it seems Chance the Rapper may be to thank. The Chicago rapper tweeted Friday afternoon that the popular but broke audio streaming startup is here to stay. And after a very fruitful call with CEO and founder Alex Lejung, uh, the reassurance comes after reports early this week claim the company may only have weeks to live. So... It's interesting. Uh, we'll have to see what that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't follow Chance the Rapper on Twitter. Maybe I'll have to go find him and see what he's talking about. But uh, hey, I know- you got a big hole in your ship, and somebody offers to just shut the door. That doesn't really save the ship. And uh, you know, I you could he could have a hundred million dollars to invest in SoundCloud. They are leaking like it. They're sinking. They're linking. You know. Yes, they've 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 slowed down the inevitable, but right. you know until they can fix their profitability problem, their problem is is profitability. Yeah, that's they just they they don't and maybe laying off forty percent of their staff. I doubt that would even get them profitable. To be honest, they have they have a bandwidth problem, right? They offered everything for free. They have lots of people using their service. They're not charging enough for the the, the plans they do have. They have a terrible model. They didn't really get it. And so it's just a bad business plan. And I, I just, you know, I feel sorry for anybody who's just staying on this bandwagon. It's kind of like, guys, it's over. Let's, <laughs> let's let this thing go. You have, we have, there's been, and there's a heavy, there's a lot of pressure to make this work because they have gotten rounds and rounds oh, yeah. and rounds and rounds of investors to, uh, to, to make this work. So it'll be interesting. I think five years from now, there'll be a documentary that comes out about sound <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty ugly. I think the funniest thing I heard was somebody went to Rob Walsh, who's the vice president of podcast relations over at uh, uh, Libsyn. And they said, hey, we're we're going to leave SoundCloud, but we really don't like your pricing. Can you um, you know, we're leaving SoundCloud because they're going to go out of business, uh, but we really don't like your pricing. Can you match SoundCloud's pricing? To which Rob kind of pointed out that if we match SoundCloud's pricing, we would also be losing money. It's like that's the reason they're losing money is because they didn't charge enough and, and that whole nine yards. So that was definitely a uh, yeah, not going to happen kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I, I really think, you know, even if it's like you said, if they don't figure out, like I still don't understand how Twitter's in business. Like, how does Twitter make money? I mean, I know they have ads now and things like that, but I haven't checked in a long time. But it's just one of those things, well, because everybody uses it, it's not going to go away. And I'm like, no, no, that there's still somebody's paying a bandwidth bill somewhere. Somebody's paying a developer somewhere. I'm like, there's I always wonder, like, how is Twitter going to be a little bit slower of a burn? Yeah. You know, for, for a company like Twitter, and you can run that on a fairly scalable, you know, sometimes companies just get out ahead of themselves and they just, you know, they start spending like they're making. And that's not, this was really common in the 80s. You know, I grew up in the Silicon Valley and this was really common of the the first, you know, the first tech boom that we had in Silicon Valley. And these companies, you know, they would get investor cash and just all these young kids and they have they have no idea what it means to be financially responsible. And they're throwing all these parties for themselves and they saw it as free money. And they thought, 
if we just have a great idea, it will make money. And none of that is true. No. You know? <laughs> and so these companies would would fire up and have all these promise, and then they would, you know, they would um, flame out. I think you know it's good for podcasters that it would it would it's kind of hard for us as podcasters to overspend or overinvest. Even if you drop, I mean, even if you drop fifteen hundred bucks on equipment, which you could do pretty easily, and that yeah. that may be the max. I mean, you could get a little crazy. Lights are pretty expensive, but. It's hard. It would be hard to overdo it as a podcaster and get yourself in a financial situation where you, that you couldn't get out of. But in this, in these areas, especially when we're talking about bandwidth, it can get expensive fast. And so I just think they got out ahead of themselves. And I think they believe their own hype, mm. you know, and like if we just keep doing this, eventually it'll, you know, eventually this will turn. Well, I think if you look and like, like Todd would do, I think if you started looking at the fundamentals and started saying, okay, let's just say $15 times this, and we look at our bandwidth prices, that never, mm-hmm. that equation never worked. And so it, it's, um, you know, we, we hammer on SoundCloud a lot. There's a lot of other companies out there that get, get fired up and then, you know, because of mismanager, whatever, go, go away. But uh, Dave, I was going to ask you, why this week? Like, I know the layoff thing was a big deal, but as I was on the Facebook groups, it was some people are acting like this is the first time they've ever heard of this. Like apparently SoundCloud, I can't tell you how many of those things started with apparently SoundCloud's going out of business. I'm like, are you kidding me? We've been talking about this for two years. I want to vomit every time we talk about it. I think what happened, because I was looking at the Facebook groups uh, this morning, it wasn't somebody from Spreaker. It wasn't somebody from Blueberry. It wasn't somebody from Lipson. It was just the average Joe podcaster going, did you see this article? And the fact, I think the one that really turned it is when the reports came out interviewing people that worked at, at Spotify who who weren't trying to show, you know, obviously they're disgruntled, so they're going to paint a pretty bad picture anyway. But uh, I, I don't know if, the, all I know is all of a sudden I was like, I, I sent a message to Crystal Ellipse. I'm like, did you do something? I'm like, what's, did you guys do a webinar? What's the deal? And it was just like, it was just a floodgate. And, and what gets yeah. me is I really think this is the trickle. Like this is going to be yeah. over the next week or so. We'll see. It'll be interesting to watch. Like I said, but uh, well, it was like seven or eight posts in a row in the Facebook group. Like apparently Facebook, you know, yeah. apparently SoundCloud's going. Hey, have you guys heard that? You know, and it's like, really, we have been, you know, you guys and we have been saying this for forever. Yeah. So it's just it's funny how all of a sudden it became. You know, people realized like, oh, they're in trouble. Yeah, they're not. They're not kidding about this when they say that. Yeah, um, it's easy to ignore it. You're right, though. It's easy to ignore. You guys are all in the industry, so it's easy to ignore that because you're like, oh, that's just competition. Oh. So maybe that's right. Daniel's saying that I said Spotify. I meant SoundCloud. You did say Spotify, yes. but you meant SoundCloud. Yes, thank you, Daniel. Um, Barry Kessler says, should I spend the money to add the rest of my podcast to Spreaker? Not if you're using Libsyn or Blueberry. That's a, I see that a lot where people will think of it. I always, go back, to, it. Yeah, I always go back to the analogy of a radio station. So if you, you know, if you're on 100.7 and you tell all your, all your people tune in 100.7, here I am. And all of a sudden you go, oh, and we're also at 91.6. They're like, you're going to split half your audience. So you're going to lose some of your, your iTunes rankings. Maybe I, well, I guess you wouldn't have to support, you wouldn't have to submit it to iTunes twice, but it's one of those things where, I mean, Spreaker has a decent community. They do. And they're active. And if you invest in it, you can probably pick up a few people. Yeah, I, I guess mean, if you have the budget, but I just to me having two media hosts is like 
Mm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I got in on Spreaker with the iHeartRadio yeah. integration, you know, two years ago, and I got this big plan for nothing. And so I continue to post and, and participate up there. I, you know, their lowest plan is five ninety nine, right? And that gets you 110 hours. Uh, so one hour show that gets you 110 yeah. shows up there. That's two years if it's weekly. That's not too bad. Um, you know, if if you had a thriving you know, if, if Spreaker uh, said to me, Hey, you're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to charge you for your plan now. And I have a pretty, I have a, you know, I have a fairly significant and I use them for my live stuff. So right. yeah, I probably would invest in that, but just to go over to it, I, I probably would. Good. Kyle's going to jump in and, uh, and the and, one and only Kyle Wilcox. Follow up. Hey Kyle. Hopefully his audios. I'm going to say he's clicking things working. It's kind of been a, <laughs> sometimes it's been a struggle to get him in our show. So. We'll see what happens. Kyle, let us know when you can hear us. So, so Dave, I think. Do you there know? Do you just, yeah, I think we hear him now. Hey, Kyle. Hi. What's going on, buddy? It's good. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, Are you getting an echo? No, we're nope. good. What's your question? Okay. Well, it was just it's just following up on that um, topic that I sent in um, about using Spreaker for that for that student podcast. Um, you were like, I was thinking, like you said, that it's basically just going in and uploading a file. And that's kind of the, the idea I thought with Spreaker and I mean, which is basically my idea is to make it as simple as YouTube, you know? And I guess my question is if I do go with like Libsyn or Blueberry or whatever the, you know, any of the other ones, can I do that and just, and still get like the RSS feed, like automatically created and all that stuff without having to mess with WordPress or how does that part work? Cause I guess I, I thought that all the other media hosts kind of required a WordPress or some other site on the back end. How does that work? No, you don't, uh, you could have, they don't recommend it. Um, Blueberry, you could have a, well, you have Blueberry sites now, but even without that, I think they had a basic, really basic page you could use. Spreaker or Libsyn has a very basic um, podcast page that you can use. Um, the difference is with Libsyn, every plan has one feed. That's the big difference here. So if you wanted multiple shows, even though they're five bucks a piece, um, depending on how many episodes you're doing, you'd have to, you know, if you wanted to do five podcasts, you'd have to have five plans. So let's say best case scenario, there'd be $25 a month, $5 for each plan. Spreaker, you can have one plan with multiple shows, but you don't have unlimited bandwidth like you do with, with Libsyn. Um, with okay. with uh, PowerPress, you could have one Blueberry account and then use PowerPress again. You, now you would need WordPress. Yeah, now you're I, using WordPress. Yeah, or yeah, because same thing with a with a Blueberry account, you get one feed on their website. If you use PowerPress, you could use that one account for multiple shows. So yeah, um, but you for have, this yeah for this situation, I think the it's the, like the principal just wants to do one show once a week with select students i'm not sure exactly what he's doing but it's for this for the whole elementary school it's just one five minute show a week that's it so um yeah so you could use Kyle, style start on spreaker Kyle. yeah it's, it's really easy for what you in go you could even go with the lowest plan to start with you know just get in lowest plan get going try some stuff out if it works your principal will want to do multiple feeds and that's where spreaker scales nicely yeah. uh, for you you know because they always say oh no just one and it's only going to be this and then it's never one it, it has success and they're like oh we got to have a million and spreaker <laughs> scales nicely for you 
Um, and, and this, you know, it's not like you're creating also these channels that may live very long. They may be a year or two, and then you decide to pull them down. You recoup all that, all that, those hours that they list on Spreaker, you recoup all those back as you remove those files. So I, I like yeah. that option for you. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, I mean, pretty much anything a school is going to create is, I mean, after two or three years at the most, nobody cares anymore. You I'm know, thinking like, that summer, dude. <laughs> it's like, you know, the kids leave it's summer, you're clearing it out. Like, it, yeah. you know, and that's, Spreaker works nicely. Yeah. I mean, there's other options for you, but I, I, I do like, um, Spreaker's got a lot of options. Okay. That you, that's, you don't think we're going to want to hear about the mail bake sale? I mean, the price is right. I mean, he can't complain about the price Yeah, 60 bucks a year. So, yeah. And use the coupon yeah. code SOP free to get a free month. So there at you go. Spreaker? At Spreaker? At Spreaker. SOP free. At Spreaker. Awesome. At Spreaker. Awesome. We'll nice. do it. I did not know that. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that. I think that answers that's for the that's for the elementary school. We got a whole nother project happening at the middle school, but that's a whole separate. Well, there you go. See, there's your second feed already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's hey, a whole I, different budget, a whole different department. That's whole different everything. So Kyle, not to confuse this, but but you could use Shout Engine. They're free and they do the exact same thing. Now, Dave doesn't like free and I agree with him. It's free, may not be around. But you could uh, I've been using Shout Engine for a couple of years and they have they support multiple feeds. They have multiple pod. You know, you can do that there as well. You get zero support. You get everything you get for free. You should be very, you know, you should very ca- be very cautious of free. But Shout Engine, check them out before you jump on this. Okay. You know, check out Shout Engine. That would okay. work for you in this capacity. Well, they, yeah, that might be. That might be one for if it's something that's free is like might be one to take up like at the middle school where we might have like creating their own show instead of paying for every little episode. You know, they I'm going to make a podcast and then they only do two shows. It's like, well, we spent 60 bucks just for you to make two shows. So uh, there's it's it's a good one. That's a good free service to try things on. I've been I've been messing with that. Yeah. Good support and good graphics. They pass Dave's tests. They don't change your, you know, they don't change yeah. your file. They, you know, those kinds of things. It's uh, the the one they don't pass the test on is Dave's. Can you leave them and will they redirect? I don't. I have yet been able to find a redirect there. But like you said, for your junior high stuff, yeah, that may be a good platform to just throw that crap out there and just let it see what ha- you know, see what happens to it. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, I think that's it for me. So. Awesome. Yep. All right, Kyle. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Man. Good luck with that. Yep. Nick Superling. Yeah, Sean, Sean, Sean says he tried Shout Engine as well, and it there's they don't have a great 301 redirect. So that's the that's the one caveat yeah. in there. Um Nick Superling is having dreams about me, just for the record. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Dave, I dream about you every night, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh let's see here what else is going. Oh, um do you that listen to creepy? Yeah, it does. Do you listen to anything on iHeartRadio? I don't. I tried. I just don't. The only, th- you know, it's just not in my, it's not in my, it doesn't fall in that, you know, my normal patterns of listening. Yeah, the only radio app I use is CBS radio because Jim Rome kept switching from ESPN to Fox and then he ended up at CBS and none of the affiliates in Cleveland carry him. If he is, I can't find him. So on occasion, if I'm somewhere on my lunch, I'll fire up CBS radio so I can hear what Jim Rome is talking about and, you, that's another guy I listen to. Isn't like, it just an app? It's yeah. just an app, right? Yeah, it's just a CBS radio app. I think it's called. But I, I mean, iHeartRadio. Yeah, iHeartRadio is just an app. app. Yeah. 
And it's yeah. when I anytime I listen to it, it's well, here's it's the radio on your phone. So it's not like, oh, it's going to sound better now that it's on my phone. It's like, no, it's still, you know, let me say uh, it's a, it's an um, it's uh, I don't know. Name your, you know, not it's some Led Zeppelin song you've heard eight million times, followed by ACDC. You shook me all night long, followed by two tickets to paradise. It's the same crap over and over and over. Um, yeah, CBS's app is just called Radio.com. So I don't listen to that a whole lot. And uh, Nick says the only one he listens to is TuneIn, or it's TuneIn and that's not even radio. <laughs> so yeah. TuneIn is just another you know aggregation service. Yeah, but they have unless the radio TuneIn has radio. that on there, yeah. Um, so I, I, Craig asked a great question. Has anyone tried Trint, T-R-I-N-T, for transcriptions. Now, what I understand about this one is it's not a human being doing the transcription. That's why it's lickety split fast. Uh, I've heard it's very accurate, but I've yet to use it. I heard about this. I guess NPR uses this a lot. It's really cheap. Uh, I should say it's cheaper than we're like um, Rev is the one I use. Uh, anytime I have anything transcribed, it's usually Rev or transcribe.me is another one I've used. And both of those are like a dollar a minute. This is more like um, a dollar an $12 hour. $12 an hour. Yeah, it's really... So from what I understand, it's fairly accurate. Realize transcriptions are transcriptions, and you don't talk like you write and write like you talk. So you're going to have to do some finagling. Sorry, Sorry it's 15 an hour. Okay. So yep. what's that come down? 15. Now, now i got to do math. Uh, 15 divided by 60 is 25 cents a minute versus a buck. So yeah, that that could, um, definitely, uh, but it's something I, I actually, it's funny. He brought that up because I thought about that. I'm like, I should do something and have them transcribe it just to see, uh, what it's uh, like. I get that question all the time on Gallup, on our Gallup podcast. And I just don't, I, uh, that audience is so small that is actually going to read those transcriptions. You know, <laughs> the, the, That's it. The ROI. And you know what? The, the people who do are passionate. I mean, they are like you, I read every single word of it. You know, anything I read, I read every single word and it's super important. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it. And you know, one of the interesting things. So, so in windows 10 coming in the edge browser and the next version of windows. So this fall is a pretty good browser reader. And so, you know, like you would in an ebook where you, you, you might mm-hmm. listen to the, you know, it, 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 the browser will read it to you. And it's interesting. Like, that's not a new technology, but it's super easy to do in, in, in Edge. You just go to the beginning, right click and say read and boom, it'll start reading it to you. That could be really handy. That part, you know, it's always been available for accessibility customers, but nobody ever turns that on. And, you know, they, nobody, no, no normal person goes to their, their, um, computer and turns on the the extra accessibility options so this will be available in the edge browser that could be that part could be different because i know some people do would just turn it on and if it reads decently it's a faster way and if you could set the speed at which it reads there, yeah. there might be some interest there but it's just dave i've, I've really struggled with transcriptions because they're expensive well and, and sean, like, sean asked doing this for two sean asked would having a transcription on my website significantly help seo no, no, and here's not the th- unless it's done right. Yeah, because here's the thing. For me, this is just me, and I've heard other people echo this. When I go to a website and I see their show notes or transcriptions, 
I immediately bolt. I'm like, dude, oh, and I leave. And so the well, good, but that's not SEO. That's you, right? That's not right. SEO. So I'm just saying if other people are like me, what's going to happen is your bounce rate's going to go up. Um, so, and that's where I say we don't, yes, we don't write like we talk. We don't talk like we write. So even Addie said she's used them before. She says, but you do have to go through and find their mistakes. Um, so yeah, yeah you got to clean them up and you got to make them more. If you say, say you're transcribing Dave and I, it doesn't know who's Dave and it doesn't know who's me. And right. I've interrupted Dave about eight times already this morning. And so the, the, <laughs> oh, those words are all jumbled and the, the crawler is actually looking for natural language stuff in it. It can. I mean, it. Can, I, I hate to say it doesn't have any effect on SEO because it can if you do it right. But I don't think you can set it and forget it. I don't think this is one of those things you can just copy and paste, mm-hmm. you know, get a whole long transcript, copy and paste it in your notes and you're good. I think you got to do some work on it. Yeah, I did it for a month. And the time I spent fixing the transcriptions, I was like, I can just type this faster <laughs> and, and have better. It had been better. Yeah, it just it didn't work for me. Um, I forget who asked this. Steve said, um, "Hey guys, the the new iTunes tags I keep hearing about. What is that?" That's a great question. Yeah, and so what it is is both Blueberry and Lipson are ready to go. Lipson actually did a. uh, I know Todd announced that the latest version of PowerPress is is set to handle these. Uh, Lipson just put out a webinar showing you how our system is ready. None of this really. I mean, we could launch it right now. It's not going to do any good until iOS 11 comes out. So having this is like, it's kind of like having a Corvette in Ohio. Where are you going to drive it? Everything's filled with potholes. So, uh, but it's going to have the ability to, A, um, like I had someone this week that wanted to have a certain show where the latest episode is usually at the top. And they wanted it the other way. It was something that was going to be serialized where episode, you should listen to episode one, two, three, four, five. And she realized that when she published it, it was five, four, three, two, one. And so she was trying to figure out how to reorganize that. Well, you're going to be able to go in and say, this show is either a serialized podcast, and I forget the other verb that they use for uh, the other one, or not, basically. You're also going to be able to go into uh, the episode and say, this is episode number 43, and that will show up in the app. So you won't have to say episode 43, yada, yada, yada. That'll actually just be in the app. I'm trying to think of what else is going on with that. The um, I think there's something with the description, but it's the, the good news is you don't have to do anything with this if you're using any major player. And this is where I kind of go. I, I haven't heard a peep from Squarespace. You know, I haven't heard a peep from SoundCloud. All these people that kind of like we're web design and we also do podcasting. We're a music service and we also do podcasting. I haven't heard a thing from that team to say we're going to be ready when iOS 11 comes out because that's probably going to be. August, September, I would think, something like that. Yeah, later in the fall. Yeah. And, you know, Libsyn's already ready. Blueberry's already ready. Haven't heard anything from Podbean, but I'm sure they'll be ready. You know, people that podcasting companies are all over this. I'm sure Spreaker's going to be ready. Uh, Episodic. Thank you, Daniel, is the other word I could not remember. And so that's it. So it's one of those things that's like, hey, cool, new stuff that we don't quite have yet. But the good news is any uh, any company that uh, is – primarily podcasting related is going to be all set for that. Um, the thing is now I'm, I was wondering like if, if they release that information now I could go back and put, if I wanted to, can you imagine going back to 547 episodes and putting in all this information? Oh no, 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 I did a hundred and that I about just jabbed a ice pick in my temple. Yeah. You know, you just, yeah, 
So I couldn't. I, I don't think you could. By the way, you can get some of those features. You know, you can really if you release your podcasts in the right order, they'll and, and do the the last one first. They'll stack up for you, so yeah. the first one's last. I mean, you you can do that today. You don't need the tag. Yeah, you if can you also, have all five of them, and you do them in reverse order. You release them in reverse order. They'll show up that way for you. Yeah, you just have to plan it accordingly. Especially no, if it's, you do, you do, you do. Yeah. yeah, especially if it's something where um, you only have like something like an S town, where you only have seven episodes. That's easy. Um, I did have somebody try to use the order tag. There's an iTunes order tag, and she put them in the extra RSS tags and. I wasn't actually seeing that doing a whole lot, so I need to go back and investigate that a little bit. I've never used the the iTunes order tags, which is going to be kind of nice because you won't have to in the future. You'll just be able to say this is episode such and such, and this is serial uh, instead of episodic, and and that'll take care of it for you. Um, Barry says, what if I was foolish enough to put my first 15 podcasts in the podcast category? Will I be able to change this to the travel tips? When you say podcast category... Is that in your feed or in like in iTunes? Because you can have, um, you know, you can change your category anytime you want in whatever you're using for your feed. So if you're using Blueberry, you could go into your iTunes settings and change the categories. Any changes you make to your feed, no matter what you're using, Blueberry, Libsyn, PowerPress, blah, 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 Spreaker, it's going to take 24 hours for those changes to go into effect. So um, the categories in Libsyn have nothing to do with the categories. Let me rephrase that. The categories, because there's categories in your feed, those have everything to do with iTunes, but there's actually a category um, that you can put in your episode. And that's so that, like Rob Walsh is a great example. On his podcast 411, he has a player that just shows people that are from the Hall of Fame. Well, he did that because he categorized each episode as, oh, this is a Hall of Fame podcast or so is this one. So you can use those as a filter for like, because you can make a playlist with your Libsyn players. So that's what those categories are for. So if you ever want to uh, kind of filter out different people or things like that, that's what the categories are in Libsyn. Um, yeah. So uh, Barry says it's iTunes and Libsyn feed. So yeah, if you go into your destinations and you edit the Libsyn Classic feed in, in Libsyn, you can change your categories to whatever you want. And in 24 hours, it will show that. I personally, at this point, Jim, what do you think about this? Do you, because there are a thousand podcasts coming out a week, to me, the whole being found in iTunes is almost, I don't want to say it's game over, but it's kind of like, I can see where it's just going to be harder, unless you have a really specific name, you know, unless your show is called Rubber Diapers, you know, today, um, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of competition for that phrase. But like real estate podcasts, I was like, if so, if I was doing a real, I think that's what Barry's doing. A real estate, there are so many or or entrepreneur or Ignite or it's just I would I would have a button on my website that said click here to subscribe and with a button, you know, I would do the Glenn, the, the geek have directions and show people how to do it because saying, find me in iTunes is like saying, find the needle in the haystack because it's, it's getting really crowded in there. I don't know. Do you I know you and you would definitely never say, Hey, just find me in iTunes. Like you never want to do that. That this, this is impossible. It's a, it's a shot in the dark. Um, and, but I, I do think, uh, so you need a direct link, right? Yeah. Send them to that page. You could, it's, it's super easy and there's instructions on how to get that done send them to the page. That'll, 
either the iTunes page if they're in Windows, or you can set them, you can do that on your iPhone and it'll automatically invoke it. There's tons of different ways to make that easier for your customers to do that. Should you worry about your ranking, right? I think you should act like you do, like you yeah. care. Um, I, it's, you're going to struggle. It's just, it's, you know, if you, if you hit it and you get in that top 200 or top 10 or whatever, awesome. But you definitely need to act like you're trying to get there and you, you know, things like the, all the things that you do to engage your audience. And I think like feedback in the app is a great way to get, to get people to engage. Is it the be all end all? All those things together add up to success. Be a, be a great host, create, create great content and then actually interact with your audience. And I think you don't have any problems. That's, I think that's the recipe. And all those other things are kind of just, they're just pieces. We kind of treat that. We've talked about this ad nauseum. We kind of treat that iTunes you know, those, those search rankings is the thing. And they're a thing. They're not bad. You got to pay attention, but don't, don't, uh, don't lose any sleep, I guess. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Well, and I, I just, my worry is just being found period. Forget my rankings, just being able to type in the name. If you, if you type in the name of the show, it should come up. And of course we, we should give a plug to Daniel. He's got uh, SEO for podcasters. If you want to dig a little deeper into that. But I, I just remember once there was somebody said, I can't find my show on iTunes and they sent me a link and there it was. It was in iTunes. And I went into iTunes and typed the name of their show and it didn't come up. And I went, wow, that's the, you know, and there was nothing, you know, their title was there. Everything was normal. It's the weirdest thing. It was something, it was some sort of paranormal show. And there were so many paranormal shows that it just, you know, I'm like, well, you're in there. And that's why I said, make sure you, you know, put that button on your website. And that's just when I scratched my head, I was like, wow, is this really where we're at where you can type in the name of a show? And I was like, make sure, you know, it was me typing. I'm like, make sure there's no typos and copying. And it just wouldn't show up. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So it's the only time I've ever seen that. I still kind of think maybe that was a fluke, but uh, it was kind of different. It's tough to game, get in the right categories. I mean, do definitely do all the right things. Get in the right categories, be there, you know, make sure you got a link, make sure you're sending people to the right places. And then actually, I, I always try the thing. So when I come up with a new way for folks to connect with me, try it yourself to make sure the the experience is the best possible. I can't tell you how many times I've set something up and I thought, oh, I got this and I didn't test it myself. And then a listener's like, well, that was impossible. Like what you just asked me to do was physically impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's helpful. And uh, sure enough, when I went back and tried it for myself, I, it didn't work. And so I'm like, okay, you know, make sure you are putting yourself in the shoes of your listener yeah, and trying all those things that you have them doing. Check every link, check different ways to do it. I think once a year, it's, it's probably a good idea to go through your website and just do a little bit of an audit yeah, and just kind of say, hey, do the links work? And when I click on these things, you know, I have show notes that automatically load for me that have the same links every week, right? They're connection links. They shouldn't matter. They should always be the same. Every once in a while, Twitter will change something or Facebook will change yeah. something and break that link. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. We talked to during the Christmas season, holiday season, I encourage you guys to check your backups and, you know, make sure those kinds of things, antivirus, that kind of stuff. I think maybe July is the time to, uh, to check your, you know, make sure the, your site is working the way you intend it to work and update your bio for God's sakes. Like, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I looked at mine. I'm like, oh, I changed jobs or something changed for me. I, for the longest time I was a host on the home server show. Well, I'm not, but that's still in my bio in some places. Yeah. So in July, maybe it's, maybe we, we call it audit month 
and you go through and audit your website and your bio and some of those things to make sure they're staying current. We just did a uh, podcast review show with uh, myself and Eric K. Johnson, the podcast talent coach. We reviewed Fish Nerds, and that was the first thing we found out. He had a, a shop on the top of his website that went to nowhere. He had a shop. He had a button for Patreon that went to nowhere. And we're like, you got a couple link problems. I'm like, if you're, and it's one of those things you're like, wow, we're not getting any patrons. Well, if your links broke, oops, you know, and it's really easy to do one little character out of place or whatever, and, and things don't work. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. And, and one of the things it's, it's that time already. Holy cow. Get some happy music. Uh, we want to thank, speaking of patrons, our patron button works. If you go to school, uh, if you go to ask the podcast slash support, uh, we want to thank especially those. Uh, we, we thank everybody on the beginning of the month. Uh, the rest of the month, we, we thank those who have done uh, do- uh, donations. Patrons, what is that? I guess it's a donation. Of, is it a dollar amount? Is it 10 or more? Is it's that 20 or more. And that would be uh, Glenn. Oh, man. You know, you keep up in that. I moved uh, my Patreon <laughs> up to 10 so I would get my name no, on it. No, 10 puts you on the website with a link. 20 gets you mentioned in the podcast. So if you want to see All Jim's right. link, go out to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, But we want to thank Glenn Hebert from the Horse Radio Network, Josh Rivers from Creative Studio uh, Academy, and uh, Joshua Liston does the Podcaster Survival Guide. Find him at tpsguide.org. I don't know if I mentioned, uh, Glenn's on horseradionetwork.com. And we have a new one, Max Trescott, who uh, graduated from the School of Podcasting, but still wanted to support me, so he decided to become a patron, and he's from the Aviation News Talk podcast. You can find him at aviationnewstalk.com. Com. Really nice guy. Really into to planes and that whole nine yards. So uh, thanks to everyone who is helping to support the show, keep the lights on, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can get your name listed there. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So I do have a problem with that. When I do podcasts now, I always forget which show I'm doing. Yes. Uh, the other day I did a podcast radio show and I'm like, welcome to the podcast review show. And I'm like, nope, that's not it. And then it was like, just go to school of podcast. Nope, that's not it either. So that's I, always- I have a little pre-show when we go live on on YouTube. I have a little pre-show routine that I do. He says, you know, if you got this part of the video, you've got the live unedited edition of. And then I have to think, <laughs> okay, what, what day is it? What are we doing? What, what time is it? You know, I have to kind of think that through. So it can be. Uh, I think I probably do five now. I think five on a regular basis. And Cyber Frontiers is a, was one we've done off and on, and now we're back. And so it's it's one of those things you do have to think kind of like okay which which, which show am I doing today yeah um, and then the one day because it's the podcast radio show I actually said horse radio network and I'm like no that's not even my show that's Glenn <laughs> you had a whole other network <laughs> I was like all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, stop, start that again. Well, you've said you've said that network, you know, because yeah. Glenn has been such a big part of what, what you do. You said that yeah. quite a bit on your show. Uh, this was an interesting thing over in the Facebook group. I'm glad in this case, Christopher Hawkins shared this. People have asked, you know, how many shows should I launch with? I need to launch. And I was like, how about start? How about you just whatever? But he said, I had 12 episodes in the can on launch day. I was going to drop all 12 at once, but was told that releasing three per week would improve my chances breaking into oh, new and noteworthy. ILPR4. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where is that? I just had that. Uh, yeah. New and noteworthy. And, uh, yeah, Emily, we need a new one for no, new and noteworthy. You could, I think she's listening out there today. Hopefully yes. she is. We need a new one. Emily from the uh, storybehindpodcast.com. He says, and I was so shocked when I heard this. It was a disaster. I'll never do that again. My numbers were horrible. 
And I didn't know why until my audience told me that dropping three per week put them in a position where, lacking the time to listen to three hours of audio, they had to choose one of the three to listen to, skipping the other two. Uh, I kept this up for the first three weeks until I got wise and went to one per week uh, to a once per week schedule. My listeners, uh, my listens per episode immediately, immediately tripled. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I'll drop two episodes on launch day at most and then start my regular reschedule uh, the following week. That said, I still want to have 12 episodes in the can because that gave me a lot of breathing room. I could schedule the releases and promotional efforts and not be on the treadmill of just-in-time episode production, which is basically what I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing the guy today that will be on Monday show. And I don't think that's bad, though. Actually, I think that creates better content sometimes. Well, it's just it's just one of those. I'll tell you this: I got to ask the right questions because if I end up with a dud interview, I'm like, "Ooh, now what do I do?" It's like, hmm, that could be a little edge on it. But yeah, um, I like I I do like the number three for the launch, and this is why I like three when you go to launch. The first two suck. Get those (laughs) out of the way. You listen to the third, right? That That's is, why I like three. There's no SEO reasons. There's no magic reasons. There's no download reasons. Your first two are probably terrible. So get them out of the way. Nobody will probably, you know, have them there. They're going to download and listen to the third one and then go four and five and six and whatever. But the first two are just awful. I, I can't. And that's not about you, the listener. Everybody is. You right. go back, do do 20 and then go back and listen to one. It Your ears bleed. They're terrible. I, I was... I was it's hard to make me speechless. It really is. And this week there was a show, uh, uh, cause, um, Sean is mentioning this on the podcast radio show. They, it, it's a, a show about gaming and they, they, it's a bunch of guys around a microphone. It's, it's, you know, strictly for fun. Obviously they've got the blue Yeti in the middle of the table and their audio is fairly horrible. And what they did, and I'm, I'm not quite sure why that let's say they were on episode 11 for episode 12. They released something that was recorded before they even planned on doing a podcast. And the and it was like, like, it was just, literally it just started, I wish I had the audio. And it was just like, all right, you ready? Good, good, good. You know. All right, let's do the thing. Wait, no, is it, okay, so you're, you have the Millennium Falcon? Yes, I have that. Okay, great. Just people talking. No introduction, nothing. And I was like, this was like, so shocking to me that somebody would put this out. I'm like, wait, I know I normally that show is like, I'm going to listen to the beginning of your show and give you my unbiased opinion straight off the top of my head. I said, I'm going to go back one episode. So I did. They had an intro. Welcome to the alien something, something podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Steve. I'm Jenny. I'm, you know, Betty. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why would you then put out this like hunk of caca after you've maybe already it's figured a, Maybe it's just a mistake. I, I was just, I, there was such a head scratcher. I was like, but I just, it was like walking in, into a middle of a, a movie that you had no clue about. It was bizarre. So uh, Sean said that was hilarious listening to me go, hmm. So it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could have been a mistake. I mean, to think about it, there's you you've got some audio, you know, when you do some editing, you've had some music show yeah. up. Yeah. Now this, you know, five minutes after the fact, this even said on their website, this was recorded before we even like, they try to let you know, Hey, this is going to kind of sound. And I was just like, why would you just cut that out? And my whole thing was like, I could see them going, Oh wait, we always publish on Wednesday. We don't have anything because we didn't play a game. Let's take this old thing and put it out there. And I'm like, I'd rather have a late good show than an on time piece of caca. 
Yeah. Or just, just no show at all. Or just no show. Um, just take a week off. <laughs> uh, Steve asked, where is Bernie? Bernie is in the tub. I was very happy that he decided to uh, reside in the tub today. Cause is he just crawling in the tub by himself? Because my cat yeah. does that, too. He'll come wet, wet paws. And yeah. I don't know if he's, like, licking the dripping water. No, or I don't, He just like I don't know. If, he likes really flat surfaces because he loves my desk. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's hanging out in the tub today. The other... Um, we kind of already talked about this. It's funny. I didn't even think about it. Somebody asked about how do I get my show to be found? It's called Arizona craft beer. And that's where it's, you know, make sure the phrase Arizona craft beer is in your title. Um, and that's really, you know, make sure your titles, maybe of your episode have the weird beer or Arizona in them. Cause iTunes is only going to look at the author tag, the name of the show and the name of the headlines. And, and from there, you know, that's just the way it goes. Um, I think I think right now, if you want to get discovered, you, you've got to you got to pay to get discovered. I just think there's so many players in the space. Uh, Mike Weger, my co-host on on Home Gadget Geeks on Thursday night, was talking about this. He started a new drone business, so he's going out and and uh, filming for companies, properties. It's a it's a real estate kind of thing too. If you're selling your home, you know he'll come and record a you know flying around your place. Nice, you know, that's great. It's awesome. He, Worked with our local Harley Davidson dealer. They they had a big ride, and so he went out to their place and kind of filmed the whole thing. But on the show, he was talking about apps, critical apps for small business. And he is there's a Google Ad Express option now uh, through Google Ads, and they make it super simple to set up ads. Um, and and you know you're going to pay twenty, thirty, forty bucks. I mean, whatever the budget's in there. But for discovery these days, and he has said. Like his ad discovery for his business has been phenomenal by buying these localized. Now he's a local business, so for podcasting, it's it's a bigger audience, and you got to right. do some different strategies. But he has found good luck in just buying it. So I think for discovery, if you really want to get discovered outside your circles, because we know Facebook is limiting you, we know Twitter is limiting you now, right? There, anybody who sells ads is going to limit you. So unless you're buying ads on those platforms and you can buy ads on Twitter and you can buy ads on Facebook, I think Google is getting you the best bang for your buck. So if you're going to if you're going to drop in and uh, and pay for any ads, I think pay for them on the Google platform. I think you may as people are searching for things like that beer. That's what kind of tipped me off yeah. on it. Craft beer. Podcast. You might want to buy those words. Well, here's the question. Where do you direct the so somebody clicks on your link because I've seen some people put the link directly to iTunes and I'm like, Hmm, I'm not sure if that's the way to go because that's kind of like no, bring them to your site. Right. Yeah. I would actually make a page. Yeah. I was going to say landing page, right? Make a, do you use a landing page? There's a, there's a bunch of landing page plugins that you can get analytics off. So yeah. you can start knowing where they're coming from, set up a nice little landing page that's specifically designed for them to come into and click off. Yeah. And I would say to your show, you know, if you can do a video, Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host. Let me tell you what the podcast is about. We talk about such and such and such and such. I've got an example of an episode here and then I've got buttons with directions. So if you want to subscribe, thanks again for checking out the site and, and quick, simple boom, and then just make it, you know, so that a monkey can subscribe to your show. I think that would be the way to go. Cause when you send them to iTunes, if you have somebody who's not, you know, familiar with how to subscribe or what to do, they kind of go, mm, okay, and they click on it and maybe listen to something, but they go, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then they close iTunes and then they go, oh, I'll just have to go back later. Who knows? You don't know. So I would, I, I, I think that's a waste of money sending people to, uh, 
just, you know, or, or yeah, bring them to your site yeah. and make sure you have a great page available yeah. for you. You don't have to buy a landing page. You could create a static page. If you have a WordPress, you can create a static page that, is, you know, that just has a slug that, that uh, is unique and it'd be a great place to have them land and then redirect them back in. Yeah. I, uh, Sean has a great question. How do I know my advertising is working? I just a whopping, uh, he says, I dropped a whopping $10 for a Spreaker ad. And I don't think I saw any numbers of significant downloads. I have a thing on Spreaker. If you listen to this show on Spreaker, it starts off with me going, hello, Spreaker listeners, blah, blah, blah. It's brought to you by the School of Podcasting. Use the coupon code Spreaker when you sign up at the School of Podcasting and you'll say blah, blah, blah. Not a single coupon has been used. So yeah. no. Spreaker, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend Spreaker advertising. Um, they just don't have a big enough community. I think you got to get out onto Google um, and, and do it that way. And, and I think you got to spend some money got to be willing. It's going to take some ad impressions. And, you know, we know just like anything else, it takes people seeing things a couple times for them to actually click on it. And you got to put a little marketing savvy in this thing. You can't just kind of pick anything and hope people click on it. It's got to kind of have that, you know, a a chat with one of your marketing buddies, get some, do do some kind of swapping thing to get somebody who's got some experience in marketing to help you out with it and be ready to spend some money. It takes money to make money. Yeah. And just so make sure you're, if you're going to do it that way. Well, and I would also say that would be after I expended all my, I'm making sure I'm on social, make sure I, I'm going to events and there's nothing else left. I've plateaued. Then I would start busting out the wallet. I think, um, yeah, Sean, Sean asked better to spend a, a whole bunch, at, you know, in a big burst or a little bit over time. I hate to have this answer, but I think it kind of depends on yeah. your message and what you're doing. And I think if you had a, if you got a big guest who in your space matters and you can do the targeted marketing to those people that are searching for those things and that name is going to be a draw, I think you do a big blast. If you've got a show where you've got consistent stuff week over week and it's, you know, this is where the craft beer idea comes in. If I'm going to use craft beer in Arizona or I I hate to use the local thing on a, on a podcast because it's so big, but a craft beer and then one more specialty word, whatever that is, saison. And then you, um, then that you could pay a little bit over time and, and make that work. I think, and I'm not an ex, I'm not a marketing expert in this area. There are people who are way smarter than me. There are some great podcasts that talk about this. Yeah. So jump out into a marketing podcast, find some folks that you trust and, and, um, and get some good advice. I think it depends on who you are and what you're trying to do. Uh, Barry asked a question. If I replace an episode on Libsyn with a new file, like if I pulled the first few shows and replaced them with files run through Alphonic, like I do now, will anybody notice? No, that's the good news. If you go into um, content uh, previously published and click on edit, there's actually a button that says replace. Now, here's the fun part that a lot of people don't realize. If you do this during the month, so let's say you replaced a file in July, your quota doesn't get touched because you're replacing a file you uploaded this month with a file that you uploaded this month. So your quota doesn't change at all. If you're replacing something from June or before, uh, it's going to count against your quota. So watch that because you can easily run out of space doing that. But yeah, just use the replace button. The way it works is anybody that's already downloaded the show is not going to get that version. That's just the way, the only way you do that. And here's the, it's a catch 22. If you just release the new version as a new episode, well, then everybody who got it the first time is going to go, why am I getting this again? Um, 
And so that's that's negative to that. If you just replace the file, everybody who got the first file is not going to get the new file because, well, iTunes and all the apps go, well, why would I give them the new file? They've already got it. So it's it's fixed from this point forward. So and if it's something in the back catalog, your audience already has it. Um, but uh, that's something you might do over time to uh, do that. But, yeah, it doesn't uh, you know, the new people will see it. The new subscribers will get that. But the old subscribers won't. So but that's a good question. Uh, the other thing I had, boy, man, time is flying today. I know, it goes so fast, doesn't it? Holy cow. Um, oh, somebody says, uh, looking for info on iTunes, this is from Mark Shaw, on how they chose to allow reviews and ratings to be added. Uh, quite a few people I know have told me they tried to rate and review my show, but nothing has ever shown up. Are there a set of rules uh, Apple doesn't tell us about how they allow reviews to be added? It seems a very hit or miss on whether or not the actual review gets added. And I, the only thing I know of is I heard this from Rob Walsh is in some cases, when you go to iTunes, you need to log in like you need an iTunes ID and things like that. And your review will count if they're logged in. The bad news is when they go to submit the review, if they're not logged in, They'll be asked to log in, and when they log in, their review goes, and it goes away. So now they've got to retype the thing that they just typed, and some people will not go through that um, hassle or anything like that. So you you know you might want to say you know hey if you're going to write me a re- review, be sure to log in first, I guess, and uh, that will work. So, but uh, other than that, that's the only thing I can think of why they wouldn't work. So yeah, they should. They should work. They're hard to do. It's a yeah. iTunes is a broken platform. It, it, they are so Windows 10 does not have. What's the deal? Oh, Windows 10 S, a new version of of Windows that is coming that will not allow. You know, Windows is trying to move away from you being able to install whatever you want, and they're trying to move everything into the store, right, right. to make it more secure. And they just came out with an iTunes version for that. So we're starting to make some progress, even in the Windows environment, to be able to get iTunes. Today, if you had, if you had Windows 10 S, brand new, most, most people don't have it, but uh, you couldn't get iTunes. It's coming. So that's, uh, that's good. Yet, I don't know, iTunes on Windows is terrible. So yeah. it's just a monstrosity of, uh, they, I think they do it just to mock. You know, Apple does it to mock. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think. Hey, Dave, as we're on the way out here, uh, this is a great weekend for me. When you think about the pinnacle of podcasting, when you get to meet your listeners, this is the, it's the best possible scenario, right? It's just awesome. So a thousand people are descending on Omaha this weekend nice. to attend the Clifton Strength Summit, which starts Monday. Well, I'll meet a whole bunch of them. Uh, well, a few today, a few more tonight in some meetups that we're doing, and then a bunch on starting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, pretty awesome to be able to meet your listeners and, you know, to have a thousand people come to town and the potential, not all of them listen to my podcast. It's interesting. I still, you know, we've been doing this for five years. I went into a class where we have these uh, seminar classes that are going on right now. And I went in yesterday to a class and there was probably 20 in there. And I said, how many of you have not listened to one of our webcasts? Half the people raised their hand. Yeah. Now it's a little disheartening and a little encouraging because it's like, yes. Room to grow, <laughs> right? New audience. So as a podcaster, make sure you are, this is just goes to it. Make sure you are out there with your listeners whenever you can be. Yeah, absolutely. Plus next week, I'll probably have to call you Sir Jim or something like that to get your head to fit in the room. 
It'll be great. Uh, you might want to. It's <laughs> going to be pretty good. <laughs> It'll be great fun. So you can find Jim over at theaverageguy.tv. Uh, you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Can you guys hear that? Somebody just came in the room. What? Can I help you? Are you upset that you, you weren't on the episode? And he's going to say, like, what? You started without me? We started without you, buddy. I know. I'm sorry. Anything else to say? We're, we're running out of time. We got 36 seconds. Nothing? Okay. You're just announcing that you're here? Okay, he just, good. He, he just dropped the mic. He, he's he just letting you know. BernieTheCatShow.com if you want to check out his show. We're here every Saturday. AskThePodcastCoach.com slash live. And uh, thanks to the chat room. Stick around for some post-show. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you later.